Welcome to Santosen 17. Say it with me, Damien. Okay. Santosen 17. 17. Welcome to... Yeah, well, we'll say the whole thing together, okay? Okay. Okay. Welcome, Welcome to, to Sans, Sans Hosen. Sans Hosen. Sans... <laughs> hosen, Hosen, Hosen. <laughs> so, do you want to say it? I'll do the chorus. <laughs> okay. Uh, welcome okay. to Sans Hosen oh, 17. On your knees. <laughs> yeah, I suppose we needed a longer. Uh, the home of. Now, what was that thing I said to you the other day that if we weren't ketchup and mustard, what would we, we be called? Oh, wasn't it like trash can and bin bag or something? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, I, yeah, you'd be bin bags. That's right. You'd oh, be good. Well, my, my former name is Bags, so there you go. It writes itself. <laughs> bags Benedict. <laughs> uh, yeah, obviously, we were, we were talking about in the 80s, we obviously had our alternate lives as successful pop rappers called Ketchup and Mustard. <laughs> Uh, but I also like to think that we also had alternate pa- personalities to those alternate personalities that would like appear on Sesame Street and stuff called <laughs> Trash Can and Bin Bags. And it's teaching kids how to be frugal <laughs> <laughs> and recycle things and shit like that. Uh, yeah, so welcome. So we are doing, um, I mean, we're not doing anything. If you're new to this podcast, I can only apologize. Uh, we're meant to be talking about a film called Boss uh, um, <laughs> from either 1974 or 1975 there seems to be a little bit of debate about that on IMDb oh you see where where I saw it from said Boss uh, the real name I cannot say Boss <laughs> 2018 Boss Unspeakable 2018 so uh, we obviously I think we watched it on the same platform did you get ads for like daycare centers and stuff like that. Uh, I that got well, that was the, all of that, that was the like the thing that I wanted to talk about the most, really, because yeah, um, I the link you <laughs> sent me was region lock, so I actually had to. Mm. I don't have a VPN, so I had to kind of get one sorted out. And Nor it, I, Damien. I watched not. it legally, <laughs> so I managed to get it booted up. Um, but I hadn't. Oh, I was expecting ads, of course, but I didn't realize I was going to get American ads, and that was kind Ooh. of fascinating. Um, oh, so did you get a VPN? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you? I so I didn't use a VPN for this. I just found it. Legally well, I think it's available the, for free. The, the the streaming service you watch is yeah is fine in the states, but in Europe or at least the UK, they're like no. So um, I didn't find that out until this morning when I started to do my homework. I was like, oh fuck, <laughs> do I just have yeah. to pretend I've seen the movie? And now that I've seen the movie, you have I seen just, it. I you still have to it pretend together, I've seen it like ten years ago. Yeah, no, but I we. I've said before that there's only one thing I remember about that movie, and it's the, was the highlight was I love fat women. Yeah, and also in the credits it said uh, something like starring or co-starring or with William Smith in like big letters. I know his name isn't William Smith, but it did make me laugh um, because I see I see it basically. I see Boss and Amos. I see Amos as Carlton. <laughs> I just can't not see Carlton. He's just the same height difference between Carlton and Will Smith as Amos and Boss. Well, anyway, so you managed to watch it, so that's great. Good. (laughs) 
But yeah, they, it, I just got loads of adverts for laundry detergent, and it was just, <laughs> I got like six of them throughout the course of the movie, but they were all, it was all like exclusively laundry detergent, and nothing else, and so I thought, which was uh, interesting to know. All different brands, of course. But I don't detergent know what, Wars. Yeah, I don't know what my cookies say about me, but apparently they think I'm fucking filthy. But also willing to buy detergent, so not unsavable. <laughs> You're in the top 10% of neats. Now, I forget which one it was. I don't know if it was like Tide or something like that. But one of the adverts was a dude on the bus who just washed his uh, new fleecy jacket with Tide. And he was enjoying how comfortable it was. He sat on the bus and he's daydreaming. And it just cuts to him. in his When he's daydreaming, he's in a shopping mall on one of those... Um, massage chairs you just you know you just pop a dollar in and you just get 15 minutes or whatever but he's on that with quite a bit of o-face really fucking coming up a storm in that chair and then it just cuts back to him with the same face but on a bus so are you saying that this man is just envisioning the future where he gets off the bus with his nice smelling jacket goes into the public restroom just you know just pops open a little bit of porn uh, gets himself at least chubby enough to put a condom on, rolls his condom on, puts his pants back on, goes out there and basically fucks this massage table. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? No, he's, he's lying on his back, so I think he's, he's going for a bit more of a, uh, a prostate massage, prostate simulation perhaps. But how would that work? It would have to get into your ass. I don't know. I mean, look, this is all shot like from the power of waist up or something. You know, he could, you know, he could be bare ass. He might have spread his cheek and he's really kind of grinding it in. I don't know quite how much that would penetrate. But as some of this Ingrob matters, I, I, that is a working theory. One of the many reasons I thought that perhaps I am an evil person is because sometimes you'll come across like a real life weapon that is in use um that is it, it almost seems to be more science fiction than fact for example uh, the police and i think parts of the army and maybe other parts of the world like i imagine the israeli defense force might have this or something like that um they have like mobile trucks that can project noise that makes people overcome with like disease and even terror mm-hmm Right, you've seen that. That's I've heard you of know, it. I remember, yeah. Re- yeah, I remember reading about that ten years ago, and there is a part of me, the the rational part that I hope is in control, that's like, that is terrible. Like, you know, we're, you know, we're heading to, you know, we're we're just continuing. We've got all this technology at our fingertips, and we're just continuing, you know, the oppression of most people. You know, mm-hmm. doing these terrible things. Uh, but then there is another part of me that thinks these fuckers are so uncreative <laughs> and boring <laughs> with that shit. Like, if you could do that, you could. Could you not do the other thing? Could you not? I mean, maybe they probably probably would be experiment with all that shit and just, you know, not ever tell us. Why would they? But, you know, I it just gets me thinking like, well, you know, you could have meant like a sound ray that could make people really happy then. You can make you can invent one that makes people really horny, or stops people from being horny, or you can invent one that gives people a prostate massage with you know <laughs> cunningly cunningly calibrated frequencies and vibrations, and you know you're like oh this protest is out of hand now everybody comes <laughs> ah! yep, and then the police go in they don't have to bust when they see everyone like spasming, they just scoop that's them up when they and... cut... 
yeah. swathes through the crowd. Yeah, they just really cracks some gen- skulls. <laughs> no, well, maybe you know. Well, yeah, there is that potential. Ankle deep in cum. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to be doing that, get off, get on the bulldozers. <laughs> I don't know. Again, you ever, I, I, do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I heard that they were using that what that uh, projection, that sound projection thing, um, but with with an audible like brown noise, um, <laughs> and wouldn't necessarily. I mean, I guess it would like make you shit your pants, but I mean these frequencies would oscillate Basically so Ill. slowly that it'd like also like pop joints out of sockets and stuff like that. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, so I mean, because I think they've, I've originally heard about, there was like a university that had a elevator and they were, there was a kind of rumor that it was haunted. When people go in it, they'd feel like disorientated and stuff like that. And every now and again, people would just appear, they'd find people when the elevator doors were open uh, and they'd just be passed out. And yeah, they were, they were convinced it's cursed, but then when they looked into it, it was something to do with the chamber, um, the lift, the elevator shaft that... Um, but it was reverberating certain frequencies. They were just going back and forth and getting deeper and deeper. And it was essentially like this brown noise effect. That it, um, these these sound waves were so massive, it was just well, just carving their way through people. When people when they kind of discovered that, they found out a way to record it. And they were kind of positing that, you know, with some of these uh, sound projection things, it is essentially just a, a speaker. And when they do use it, they do, it has basically like a USB like output. They just hook a, like an iPod up to it and they play whatever's on that. So they record this, uh, this horrible frequency. They just put it on MP3 onto an iPod and they can just blast out through this thing. And they could target it at like people 50, you know, however, well, I don't know what the range is, but people would just, could be, they could be like however many meters away potentially like half a kilometre or something like that, and they would just, wouldn't yeah. be able to hear it. They would just suddenly feel so sick and just pass out. A really kind of yeah. silent wow. and fucking deadly weapon. I mean, I don't know. You don't hear stories about it, but they they know that they can do that. I, don't, I wonder how it's implemented. Because it, it's, like, almost too good to not implement. Learning with bin bags and trash cans. <laughs> um... Yeah, I know what you mean, but then if you if you look at some technologies and you sort of get into well, where did that start? Um, it is very much that story. Like I remember, there is footage of United States, I suppose, DARPA tests uh, in Vietnam War era, um, where there is a guy on. Well, I don't know how to describe it. Again, basically a disc. Like I want to say, like a ten foot disc in in diameter and um and he's hovering above trees kind of like like he's on like a like a hover pad right it's it's basically like you know like a hovercraft but it doesn't have to be in contact with anything it's you know imagine like a hoverboard it's kind yeah. of like that but a bit a bit bigger and you know it's it looks amazing especially you know it's from like 1970 and yeah, I remember wh- wherever I saw this on a documentary or something, they were saying that uh, they got it working, but it was uh, like extremely temperamental that it would cost like way too much to stabilize in terms of how useful it would be. Okay. Um, and I guess there's loads of things like that where we have maybe not the technology, but we have like the start of the technology where you could see that, yeah, there, there is an application for this, but it's not actually worth it right now. 
with the problems we have in terms of a solution to that. Like, uh, the whole sound thing, you know, if, you, if you're going to get to the point where it's like, well, we need to blast sound to make people uh, scared or shit their pants or pop sockets or whatever, well, you can do that with a truck. You can also just deploy 50 cops with batons. <laughs> yeah, but where's the... There's no kudos in that. If you said you know you dispersed a crowd with a um, with a fly like a giant flying frisbee with a, a mounted sonic shit ray, I mean, come on, man. <laughs> There's a story in that. Well, I mean, the reality is it's probably not even the story. It's probably just like when it's like, do you know, my fucking cosmic shit ray is way <laughs> cheaper than even like ten riot police on standby. Okay, all right. Well, we'll use the cosmic shit ray, and it definitely there's no blowback on it, right? I never said that. <laughs> You're going to have to sacrifice a couple of pawns to take their queen. Um, so, yeah, well, anyway. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously we were opposed to we're the now talking morality about, about it. But I know, I'm coming around to it. It sounds kind of fun. Why is it? <laughs> Make it happen. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a bit like um, the whole, I suppose, CCTV culture and surveillance culture, you know, where... Oh, God, it makes my skin crawl to think that uh, there could be cameras everywhere, you know, observing your every movement, analysing you at all times, you know, sort of like it is, and like we're led to believe it is in at least some parts of China, you know, where you're constantly under some type of surveillance. Mm -hmm. that, that would be a nightmare, right? Even if you're not doing anything wrong, even if you're a completely boring, upstanding citizen. Oh, it's still um, very invasive, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, yeah. But on the other hand, you know, there is a part of me that thinks, well, you know, if you could roll that out, you could, you could make everything so much more convenient. <laughs> uh, and you could have like so, but not just that, you could have like so much, uh, a much better vantage point of society. And, you know, even forget like the surveillance, if you could just like magically make it so that uh, all money was just digital everyone's got to use their phones that you know that's the only there's no paper money at all again magically like maybe that's invasive there's definitely an argument for that but even statistically that would be in terms of gathering data that would be so useful like oh people spend their money like this and spend their money like that again i have no point <laughs> neither do i really but um well i think that's so, what um that was kind of the ethos of... That's uh, what you're tuning in for. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair enough. We should, maybe we should move on. But I, I heard that that's what, you know, oh. that was Amazon's mission statement back in the beginning. Uh, with Jeff well, We Amazon. want to know everything about you. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, it was an online bookstore. But the, the idea was that it was just, you know, he was finding different ways he could collect metrics on people. And, what, um, and mm -hmm. obviously, in the 20 years, you know, prior, subsequent to that, um, it's come pretty much full circle because people are now especially as i told you about my old man who just like sees adverts for things he didn't know existed and now he wants um mm -hmm. it's no it's no wonder that he's the richest man on the planet <laughs> not my yeah. old man <laughs> he's <No>. quite poor <laughs> <laughs> yes i mean money poor you know in terms of crap bought from amazon he's mm. a very very wealthy man i imagine <laughs> unless he's just like throwing it straight in the garbage I mean, would be kind there. of. I mean, there was. The, I told you about the the, the electric uh, chainsaw. I mean, that was really just a <laughs> That's such a weird buy for your dad. Well, yeah, in his mind, he was going to. Why clean would up you the... buy a chainsaw? 
He was thought in his oh, mind sorry, during the sorry. lockdown, he was going to like clean up the garden, or rather, he thought that since I was staying with him, I'd clean up the garden if he got me the tools but, for it. And he just got me the wrong but, one. He just got something something flashy that he could pose with. <laughs> but by the garden, you mean the jungle? Is this worth explaining? I suppose well, Damien's well, dad lives in a large house. It's not a mansion, by the way, on um, on the fandom page for us. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like Miss Havisham now. <laughs> is that what it says? No, I haven't seen that, but I mean, I can... No. Yeah, it is kind of Dickensian the way I've described it. Uh, I think it says something like, uh, Damien's father is mad and lives in a decrepit mansion. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not a mansion. You would never look at it and think that's a mansion. But it's got. It, it is big in terms of space. Mm-hmm. It's quite a modern build. Like no offense. Like I mean, like, you know, obviously my house growing up was very small. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not one to talk. But it's quite an ugly house. Like on the outside, right? Um, it, Your house. Yeah, I mean, it's, my house was sure, but it's yeah. I mean, it's. I think it was bought, made in the seventies or something like that. It looks of that yeah. time. It's nothing. Yes. Like yeah. It's a functional house. I wouldn't say it's a very pretty one, but yeah, definitely not now. <laughs> no, no. I mean, it, yeah, it, but it doesn't even look like you wouldn't automatically think from the outside like, oh, that's huge. No, not at all. It's more no, of an aerial no. thing when you see, um, yes. you see the double it's disgustingly it's large footprint. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's well, not, a, not even a sprawling garden, but half of that was gutted for a conservatory, and. Oh, a pool that was never never looked after. Not well, not in yes, the last, it, last fifteen years. Jesus, that's right. Damien uh, was the kid at school who had a pool. <laughs> uh, you must have been the only kid at school who had a pool, right? I would imagine so. There was no there was no talk of anyone else having one. I thought like yes. I went around going, "Hey guys, I've got a pool." Uh, yeah, actually, check me and out. And yet everyone knew. Well, I'm sure my sister was a bit more. Uh, open about that and she's like yeah i've got a i've got a pool <laughs> was she also open about that big projector screen you had no but i'm sure i would have i would have talked about that i love that oh. we got that was pretty much as soon as we oh, moved in with the, the ps2 yeah. um playing that on that was fucking amazing <laughs> but it, i i i mean I, I didn't really see it that much but every time i saw it it looked like more of a hassle because uh You'd have to like make sure there was no light coming in. Oh yeah, to yeah, really, yeah. really get it going because in the daytime it was just unusable, right? Pretty much, yeah. Um, yeah, right. In that room, you had the like the bay windows behind it connected to the conservatory, so it was just a wall of light that you couldn't cover up. Now it's it's a yeah. I mean, it was a projector in what two thousand one, so they were not too advanced. Yeah, I had no bearing on stuff like that. At that age, yeah, I never really paid attention to it, but I well, high def. I mean, that was more like a two thousand seven eight thing, wasn't it? It's more of a breakfast thing. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. I, I I say that because I think that isn't that when uh, Prince William got married, and I the reason is I, I remember that um, going into a store with you, and they had two TVs next to each other playing the same thing, and one was standard def, and one was high def. Right, okay. I don't remember that, but and it was the it was all leading up to 
the royal wedding. Yeah, I, do, I, I remember, remember the first time I saw Hyder because I wasn't paying attention to it. I was in like an AV store, probably with you, probably on the way to what was it computer exchange to buy Sinjinor or something. But I remember yeah. seeing like, all oh, right, okay, so this is or why sell a phone. People are interested in fucking PS3s and shit because I was kind of checked out at that point. It's only when you started raving about what in the day or sorry at that point in your development, you were checked out. <laughs> I mean, I, I've just I'd. I, I would, I'd lost interest in like buying consoles and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you were into your Warhammer phase. It was all about the Tyranids. I think that was already dead at that point, wasn't it? I oh, surely, for God's sake. <laughs> no, it's pulling your leg, but... Uh, oh, man. Thanks for outing yeah. me, you asshole. <laughs> no, the, it's out. That's on the fan page. There were two massive nerds. I mean, what, more, is more that a surprise? <laughs> I'm more of a loser than a nerd. <laughs> Nerd implies, uh, you know, some kind of, you know, yeah. uh, mathematical kind of, ability yeah, or logic intellect or and maybe some, some skill. sort of intellect. No, I just like lame yeah. shit. <laughs> no, no, no. I think loser's worse because if you say like someone's like, I don't know, like a dullard or something, that's kind of like okay, well, yeah, let's assume that's true and they're stupid. Well, that's them. But if someone's like a loser, but you don't say they're stupid or anything like that, it's way worse. It's implied like, yeah, they're. You know, they've got a real fucking caustic personality at best. <laughs> <laughs> They're a piece of shit. He lives in a fucking hovel, for sure. Yes, by choice. No, not by choice, because, you know, society has damned him there. <laughs> I bet his only personal goal is to brush his teeth five times a week. <laughs> Would that be a goal? <laughs> there was a dude that I worked with, and yeah, his New Year's resolution was to try and brush his teeth five times a week. <laughs> So, I mean, okay, obviously he wasn't brushing his teeth enough, but it wasn't like, you're not telling me like, oh, he was actually, he had OCD and he was brushing his teeth like seven times a day before this. (laughs) He couldn't open his mouth for blinding someone. (laughs) No, he's just a man of terrible... Would it be like that or would they just be like chiclets, like Michael chiclets, like hanging in his mouth? Oh, that's it. And he's got to get little men... Inserted to eat for him. Little upside down men. Gets the, you know, he just puts his head underwater with a, uh, in a tank of like Dr. Fish, opens his mouth, and they just kind of groom it for him. Dr. Fish? You know, uh, the, Dr. Fish. Uh, the, yeah. Um, they're a type of small fish. Um, I think they're called oh, Dr. Fish. But like, yeah, they. It's almost. Like you a like, holistic is it like therapy. Like or something? Um. Yeah, kind of like a very, very small um, minnowy kind of fish. Even maybe even smaller than that. Right. But people, uh-huh. it's like a sort of holistic therapy. You'd like they'd have like a either tank or a pond or what have you, and you just like uh-huh. stick. But people normally just kind of put their feet in, and they'll just eat like the dead skin and kind of spread age that way. Fact. <laughs> <laughs> it's I... happened. It's happened. Has it now? There's a newspaper article from like ten years ago. Everything's <laughs> ten years ago. From ten years ago. Because it turns out the person that was doing it was actually just a pond full of, like, what, kandiru fish. <laughs> and just swam up into his dick. But it previously <laughs> been in a very filthy one. The inside of the dick was filthy. <laughs> or hyper clean, I suppose. It depends how you look at it. Mm. So, yeah. Sorry, quickly going back to uh, my uh, colleague um, who talks about the, the teeth. I could see where he was coming from because his oral hygiene was dreadful, right? And 
he had like so few teeth. In fact, <laughs> so oh, I God. think in his mind it's like, well, what's the fucking point? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And apparently he was. He, he almost said it like it was a boast that um, he was getting free kind of like corrective surgery and dental work on the NHS, only if they could use him as a case study. His teeth were that bad. Oh my God! Wow. <laughs> okay. It's like, why are you telling me this with a smile on your face? Are you smiling? I don't see teeth. Yeah, uh, well, good good for him. You know, he's made a positive change. <laughs> well, I don't know if he stuck to it. This is, this is like 18 months ago. So, uh, you know, we, we've got a bit lost because uh, we need to go back to the chainsaw thing. Yes, um, okay. What, what I was going to say was, so Damien's house at one point had like an indoor pool. I guess it was a pool that had been built into what was once the yard uh, and then at one point had like a glass conservatory structure built over it to make it indoors. Yeah. And uh, after 2015, something like that, uh, Damien's dad has decided to completely neglect this area of his house and life. Is that is that right? That is correct. Uh, and then recently, uh, during the COVID lockdowns, uh, a nearby tree fell through the conservatory no. into no 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 i mean we talked about this already but no it wasn't there wasn't even that the, the structure was just so beset with rot like um from like, right. water and what have you it just collapsed one day um, oh i thought like a tree branch like fell on it oh god no it looked like that no. no it just went bang one day just gave what right. just gave out and this yeah, and the that's roof collapsed. that's what he meant to clean up well, no, this was just a, um, the chainsaw was an idea to kind of cut back all the overgrowth from the actual like remaining garden bit. Because there are a couple of trees up uh, up at the top that were just were sprouting branches, like basically almost at the trunk now. And they'd grown so thick that they'd obscured any kind of root into the garden. So his idea was that this was going to help clear that up. I think I've used the chainsaw like twice in my life. Uh, and I would say that they are very, I mean, it, they were petrol chainsaws. I don't know if there's much difference, but they're pretty intimidating. Yeah. I mean, this was, this was electric. It, I, I, what I found was that chainsaws are obviously designed to saw through wood. Now, these, mm -hmm. uh, the, the growth here was, was years off actually becoming wood. It was, they, were th they were thick, but they were still like plant stems, if you get what I, get what I mean. They were still you very wet. Strimmer. So, yeah, so I was just doing this stuff, and all it was doing was batting it away. And invariably into my fucking face. But then I, I tried to make as much headway as I could with it. But then I realized the other problem, which he hadn't considered, was that uh, you need to like, clean up. This, once it's on the floor, yeah. it now has to go like off the property <coughs> if you're actually going to make any headway in cleaning it. So or burn it. Well, whatever. I won't give you any ideas. I don't know. I mean, You've got I, a big old fire pit there now, though. Mm, it's just about the property, you mean. Yes, indeed. But I mean, the, the, there was no way we could do a, a bonfire because there was there's too much overgrowth. You need to like you, you, you could like, do it in space. the swimming pool. You could burn a mattress in there. Hmm. You could do a lot of things. I don't know. There's still a lot of like perspex and the the, the plastic lining of uh, the pool and stuff like that. It could become very toxic very quickly. <laughs> and the, like the the, the, the well, the yeah. Don't don't burn the perspex. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to be the one to, f to fish that stuff out been like two years now out of where in the pool yeah 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 most of it collapsed in there yeah. anything that wasn't in there at some point you should just fill it in 
Well, that's well. Anyway, that's been the, the yeah what we thought for a long time, but it's just it's a it's a it's a lost cause at this point. It's and then what would you put there? A basketball court. <laughs> I think I think what he would put in would be a pizza oven. I think he that'd actually be pretty cool. Like, like a, if you made like a like a terrace area sort of thing with a big pizza oven. Oh yeah, he'd use it once and that'd be it. <laughs> And then, and then somehow, something would live in it. Yeah, exactly. He'd use it to, you know, entice local wildlife. I I go back on like a subsequent visit and see like there's a small blanket and a tiny pillow in there. It's like, yeah, it's for, you know, you don't really get raccoons in the area, but we do now. It's for your brother, Damien. <laughs> Herculoid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. All right, well, I'm glad we got that sorted. Shall we go back to Boss? Yeah, sorry, let's see uh, what we you... can talk about this movie. Because there's not really okay. that much going on. No. Um, well, I, I guess I wanted to start by saying that, you know, obviously be careful what you say, Damien. People don't throw that word around as much as you might. And do you want to mention... <laughs> what are you saying? Do you want to apologise for your your grandpa owning these people, or...? We just mention that bit. <laughs> oh, don't. Because <laughs> people will make it real. <laughs> and I'll suddenly have something to answer for that I shouldn't have to answer for. But seriously, Damien, have you been in touch with those people over reparations? <laughs> oh, you're really driving There's this one to the ground. <laughs> plenty of space in that mansion. That mansion built on <laughs> slavery. <laughs> And I'm sure there's, there's the body of a few children in, in the foundations as well. But it's nothing to do with slavery. <laughs> no, it was, it was more of a feng shui type thing. Yeah, they're not, yeah no, your dad didn't murder them or anything. He just, you know, grave robbed. <laughs> you know. No, he's completely he ignorant of it. He just walked in one day upon the viewing and be like, Ooh, I can feel that my cheese in perfect alignment here. I will take it. We haven't even mentioned like the dead children yet. Doesn't matter. Like I'll take it. A, a spree killer ran through his house one day and killed some unconnected children who were also there for reasons unknown. Your dad came back, found it, and was like, I'll make use of this. In all fairness, The right, authorities if, did not know. If my dad found out that there was a murder house, it, he, I'm sure he'd like it all the more. Ah, purple drapes! <laughs> Yeah, uh, so Boss Numpty. Yes. Um, I quite liked it. I know what you mean about it being a bit boring. It was pretty straightforward. Uh, would you like to describe it in a sentence? No. Um, well, a bounty hunter comes into town. He's, he's, just, he's looking to pick up a bounty, basically. Um, it's, that's kind of the framework. You have only really kind of matters in the beginning where they tell him... Um, well, does Boss actually have a name, Fred Williamson, uh, character? You got, you got Amos. Amos. And I can't remember. I just, yeah, it was always, it was always Boss. What name would you like him to have? Well, just call him Boss. Yeah, okay. Um, he comes in and he makes his mission statement very clear. Um, and then the rest is a series of vignettes until like the last like 20 minutes where he actually goes to accomplish his goal. <laughs> where it's just Devil Martin hamming it up, just telling people off. Really yes. drunk on fucking power. <laughs> yes, I mean, to expand on this, uh, Boss and Amos walk into a town where um, 
the sheriff has been dead for months and the mayor is crooked and uh, in with the local bandits who are basically extorting the town for free supplies and Boss and Carlton decide that <laughs> they will Carlton. make themselves the law in this town and they basically sort of you know set about righting the wrongs uh, by I suppose sort of making like a a mini communist dictatorship where they like <laughs> redistribute wealth and <laughs> uh, make up laws and arrest people on the spot for breaking them. Well, it's uh, not. It's just Amos that makes up the uh, uh, the laws, right? He just seems to make up the laws, writes them down on one piece of paper, hammers that piece of paper with one nail <laughs> into the wind, so it's like flapping everywhere. <laughs> yeah, like... I mean. He arrests one person for not saying good day to him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he isn't rude to him. He just doesn't reply to him. And then immediately puts him in prison. Prison, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a $5 fine. It's like, all right, here you go then. You can't pay it because you're already in prison. Your wife has to pay it. Yeah. Yeah, they, they do that for a bit. They can't, you know, and then they kind of get bored with that. And then we're like, well, we'll go back to bounty hunting. Um, and that's kind of it. <laughs> Uh, I I didn't I didn't I thought it was all right actually I I've seen it ten years ago I thought that there was gonna it was gonna be way more raunchy than it was it was actually kind of for a for a film called Boss it was pretty wholesome <laughs> yeah um I it's obviously that's like the black exploitation kind of thing to it but it's not really yes. that heavy on it it's kind of it's I dare I say like a straightforward kind of western. Yeah, and he happens to be black, and they use the N-word like a hundred times. There's not even a real... There's no reason he's called Boss Nur. It's not like, you know, oh, the frightened whites give him that name or anything. That's how he introduces himself. That is that is technically true. There are obviously a few uh, unsavory folks that obviously don't take them for the incorrect reasons, but uh, they kind of make... The, it's almost, uh, it, there are parts of it that it, kind of read like... A proto Blazing Saddles. It's kind of odd. Yeah, it's kind of like Blazing Saddles with a story that makes a bit more sense, but is way less, way less funny. Mm. Oh no, they definitely tried because uh, Dermot I mean, Martin obviously is Blazing Saddles, obviously the story. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't mind it. Um, in fact, I guess him being called Boss and Empty. Almost waters it down when people are like going up to him and calling him a numpty. It's almost like they could have had a whole like comedy bit where he's like, "Nope, that's against the law. You're under arrest." He's like, "I wasn't saying it. I was saying, hey, like if your name was Mark, I would be like, hey, Mark." I was like, "Hey, numpty." I don't know. I, I, I suppose that's supposed to be kind of like, look, people shouldn't say that word, but it does confuse things when. Your name is that word. <laughs> it's written on your jacket. <laughs> you had that bespoke. <laughs> That's some nice tailoring. That was hand embroidered. For why? Uh, also, it hasn't helped my, uh, you know, obviously immense white fragility by uh, the theme tune to this, which basically is, they call him Boss, Boss, uh, <laughs> being really, really catchy. <laughs> Yeah, that's one thing I did actually really enjoy was the uh, the score to this movie. Oh yeah, I mean, there's there's bits where they've got, like I'd say for for the budget I think they had, uh, it's pretty well produced. You know, it looks okay. 
Um, there's a day for night shot that looks shit. Yes, I know starts, which one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, it, you know, it's it's there's no, nothing wrong with it technically, really. And um, but there is a really boring bit after like a gun battle in uh, the street where I can't remember exactly what happens, but basically uh, there's a character that comes and like checks on a wounded person and then stands up and like goes back into a house and it happens over 20 seconds and it's all done on one shot on a telephoto lens and if you sort of just looked at it in silence it's just so boring we didn't need to see any of that <laughs> but it's got this like like fucking like funky music on it yeah it's kind uh, of dynamite which <laughs> which doesn't it doesn't rescue it exactly like you can still see like this this little sequence here should have been like a third of the size, but it it is kind of fun, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, uh, that being when it finally does kind of go back to the story story, it's like the last twenty minutes I completely checked out. That's what I said it was a really yeah. boring movie, but it's, um, I actually I, I did enjoy a lot of the kind of a lot of uh, Amos's kind of vignettes throughout the movie. I wasn't having sex; I was washing my clothes. <laughs> I like fat women. Is that a quote? <laughs> yes, that we love it for is. Ages? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he, what, why did you do that, Amos? It was, it was, Whitey was roughing up that lady. Hey, you need to be taught a lesson. Besides, I love fat women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he just has, because he's he has just like really chubby smile on um, with his dimples, and he's really pleased with himself when he says that <laughs> as he rides off. Yeah, anything for a fat lady. <laughs> oh, it's also when. Uh, 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 boss runs into the uh, the mother with her son Poncho, who's like starving. They can't get so he just abducts the child, goes to the local grocers and just uh, robs the store for food and says, "Eat shit, or go to uh, or go to jail." <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, then gives this child a Twizzler and, be, and he just turns, he's like, "Here you go, enjoy." Now, don't you be getting fat on me now, boy. <laughs> this starving kid. <laughs> for eating one Twizzler. Fucking yeah, he's saying it for his own protection, though, because then Amos would be eyeing him up. Oh, dear. He's just like some chubby. Oh, God. Well, he's already drunk on power at this point. Yeah. And that is the most entertaining bit, is them imposing their will on this town. <laughs> Um, you know, a lot of it, which a lot of it is really like, I will shoot everyone in this town in the fucking head until <laughs> <laughs> until I give up this sheriff's star or I get bored. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's odd. It kind of tones is a little bit odd because there are some, yeah, it's supposed to be quite gritty, but then you have some very kind of very comical beats in it. I love the one that kind of got me for a second was uh there was a scene in, in the jail and prior to that scene uh there was a bar fight where they uh, shot a dude in one of his feet or and i think later on he was shot <laughs> yeah. in his other foot um yes. and he's just now he's just in jail and then you know he's in the cell next to whoever they're actually talking to and when they're done with the conversation yes. this guy just kind of 
uh, just starts uh, calling out. She's like, can I get some bandages for my feet? <laughs> he says, can I get a doc for my feet? Oh, so like a doctor. <laughs> He's asking for a doctor. Oh, they, they don't even look at him. <laughs> no, I know. That, was, that, that moment of cruelty there, that was obviously so planned, was one of my favourite moments. Because you didn't even realise he was there until he said that, yeah. Now, there are a couple of bits with the doctor that they're kind of eluding me. He was... Oh, that was a line. I can't remember what it fucking is. I thought he could do with his bag. Oh, he forgot his bag. Oh, I'm always forgetting my bag. Well, remember, Damien. <laughs> Details. <laughs> his performance was, was quite odd. I think he obviously did not want to be there. Um, I don't remember what his first line is, but he's just like, uh, what do you want? He's really like not trying anything at all. Do you think it was like he was an actor who like got cast in like unnamed cowboy project and then he got there and found out it was called Boss No. I'm <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. That or he's like what? a serious actor and they pitched into it like it's gonna be a like a real biting social commentary, really gritty. Um, this was going to be like Oscar bait. He hadn't seen the title of the script or anything like that. So he gets <laughs> in, he comes in like, so what this is going to be Oscar you, bait. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, anyway, I guess I don't really have anything else to say about Boston up to. And really, I mean, do you? No, not really. Um... What I do have things to say about, however, Davian, oh, okay. uh, and I bet you do too, is the menu. <laughs> oh, you had seen that. Okay. Well, what was your take on it then? Because I did quite like your, because uh, I told you about it, and I I, I hated it, uh, and I, you obviously went the next day to, uh, and found it and watched it. <laughs> so, that day, in fact. Oh, really? I watched it. I just yeah, got I a message from you the next day, and it's like yeah. I thought that scene where you shot yourself was particularly powerful. I was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> oh well, yeah. I think I must have texted you that like as I saw it. <laughs> No, I, I didn't hate it. Tell me why you hated it. That's kind of what I'm interested in. Right, okay. Well, why did you hate it? Uh, I've seen it. Um, I got the, the impression that whoever like wrote or made this movie had obviously done some time in the hospitality industry and wanted to obviously had an axe to grind. But the points that they were making were just so, so kind of ham. I, uh, I thought we were kind of juvenile. I can't remember... What was it specifically that pissed me off? All right, the one thing that I really remember that stuck with me the most um, was Anya Taylor-Joy, um, mm -hmm. who's just kind of straight-talking, kind of... I think they say she's a working girl, something like that. Um, um, she's like, no <laughs> What does that mean? Prostitute. What's a working girl? Well, why is that a working girl? I don't know. I thought I heard that once. I don't know. I think, did I, did, I think they say that. In the movie, or they said that like, you work in the service industry, don't you? Um, and they elaborated a little bit f further on, and they kind of established that she's a she's a prostitute. But to undermine uh, Ray Fiennes, uh, she discovers something that way back in the day he was like um, just a grill chef and like a, basically like a McDonald's, and that's she could see that that's when he was happy. It was a better, better than McDonald's. Yeah, like but, you a, know, I mean, just like a, a a burger restaurant, nothing, you know. And he's going through this uh, plan. He's basically abducted all these people, and throughout the course of this menu, they're going to be murdered. He's made it pretty clear at this point. But the only thing that's knocked him off his stride uh, mm -hmm. 
is her asking for this burger and they kind of really go they make a point of uh, really kind of un they have these really annoying sections where they talk about the dishes as they go through um, but they do this like master chef thing where they will do a shot of the food and they describe what's in it with some kind mm -hmm. of joke in it as well so they're taking the piss out of it I didn't like that particularly I thought it was annoying because, mm -hmm. right, well don't worry we'll get into that but why did you hate it uh, what the movie like that yeah, you were saying thing. about Anya Taylor Joy. Oh yeah, like, no, it's just, it's, yeah. it was just so it's kind of it's taking the piss out of all like fancy foods and stuff like that. But you know, at the end of the day, it's a good old-fashioned uh, American burger that you know is really what is really what it's all about. Um, and she sometimes somehow like manages to, manages to escape on, and she's on the boat. The the climax of the movie ends up with the restaurant up in flames um, and she's watching this from the boat and that's when she decides to take a bite of this burger and it's like holy shit she just became 110% cool and it just uh, just made my skin crawl it's annoying <laughs> fair enough um, do you think that the sort of grievances that were part of the movie do you think they worked or landed or were valid yeah, I, I would I would say so, um, but I just think it was kind of it was so kind of over the top. It was yeah. almost juvenile. It's, the fact that it was you know pointing its finger at it, I just got this idea that they thought they felt very kind of proud of themselves. The writers, I mean, and so basically, if you don't know, uh, the movie is about um, Ralph Fiennes has a extremely well known restaurant on an island that is super exclusive super famous he's a famous chef and uh, a group of people who are all sort of famous or rich in their own right or you know have something invested in this restaurant uh, come and ralph finds reveals over the course of their dinner that actually yes as damien said we've basically abducted you I, my kitchen staff and i have made a cult Basically, where we're all going to kill ourselves along with you tonight whilst going through this sort of very dramatic ritual, uh, which in all, is all around food and, mm -hmm. I suppose, fetishizing food and not being appreciated for fetishizing food. And, um, yeah, is that, is that about it? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's... and it's, a, it's a dark comedy, but for me, I... I could, obviously, I could see there was humorous stuff, especially with the, the titles and things like that. But I, I never thought it was very funny. Mm. Uh, I feel that's sort of the problem is it needed to either be serious, in which case many things would need to change. There would need to be like an actual motive mm. for all of this. Or, you know, I think the better way to do it would be make it actually funny. And to make it actually funny, I think that they either miscast Ralph Fiennes or misdirected him. But I'd really say miscast because when's Ralph Fiennes funny? Mm. Do, you, it, do you know what they needed? They needed to swap Ralph Fiennes and John Leguizamo. <laughs> right? Seriously. Or or even like a Jim Carrey. Seriously. Yeah. I mean... and, and, and just give him a bolt of fucking cocaine. Before you shoot, and you know, he needed to be like mental for it to work the way they wrote it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, and he, he needed to be like hooting and 
you know, throwing tables, and he needed to be so you couldn't take your eyes off him, and that was not what this was. Yeah, I mean, when I left the cinema, I think my, my the first thing I was thinking is it needed to kind of pick a side. You can either be do its little comedy kind of spiel, in which case it was more suited to a short than a feature-length movie, or you go kind of the much darker route. Because when I saw saw it, the trailer, I thought it was going to be like a cannibal thing or something like that. And kind of yeah. I guessed that, didn't I, when you mentioned it to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that would have kind of that would have padded out ninety minutes for sure. It wouldn't have been a very remarkable movie, but that would have not worked for that kind of for a feature length. But the uh, the comedy satire thing would have been suited to like forty five minutes. Really, they could have ju- they should have just done it in the guise of like um, a competitive cooking show, especially if they were doing the Master Chef thing anyway. With the with the titles, you know, fetishizing the food and what have you. That being said, it did have one brilliant line which did actually get me laughing. Um, mm-hmm. So who's everyone at this uh, table has been carefully selected for all sorts of reasons. Um, these are people that have either kind of done something kind of questionable within the restaurant industry or wronged uh, the chef personally. And John... except John Leguizamo. Well, I. C- I like that a little bit. Um, his reasoning for being there um, was that the chef talks, gives some sub story about having so little free time, which I kind of get. But at the same time, when I hear a lot of chefs complaining about these things, I kind of roll my eyes a little bit. Um, but yeah, no, see, it was my first day off in a week, uh, in a month or what have you. Um, and I decided to go see, see Paging Dr. Smiles or something like that. And... <laughs> You're here, and I'm murdering you because it was just a fucking terrible movie, basically. Um, what did you expect with a name like Paging Dr. Dr. Smiles? Smiles? No, but his assistant is uh, is not was not, I think, selected to be there. So she turns around uh, and says, "Like, well, why am I here? I am only 28. I've got this. I haven't, I haven't done anything wrong. I'm just his assistant." She's like, "Oh, yeah. you're 28." And she's like, "Have you been been to school?" And she's like, uh, "I've been to Brown." It's like. Uh, any student uh, loans? <laughs> no. You deserve to die. <laughs> yeah, he thought she meant Brown the University. She meant no. I've been to Brown. <laughs> she didn't not have any Brown. loans. She didn't go. Not Brown. Not not the University. I went to Brown. Why would I have any student loans? I just went there in my pants. But that that was the that was the one joke that landed very well with me. I I really enjoyed that. Um, what that he decides to kill her because she doesn't have any student debt and is obviously yeah. therefore rich. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you'd think that really, you know, the the test would be like, are you smart enough to lie about that? Because it's obviously what he's asking. Mm. Well, then she dies because she's stupid. Again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, therefore justified. The other problem uh, yeah. was that um, when I went there, one guy uh, in the cinema was really really into it and i just i speculated that he'd been he was an older dude as well but i suspected he's obviously worked in a restaurant at some point and he's obviously like getting all these jokes and was just and he was by himself as well but just howling away and it's like oh, man just shut up we get it all right <laughs> you've worked at a restaurant yes. i had the same experience when i went to see the newer blade runner movie there was a guy like near me on his own who thought everything was really funny. 
<laughs> uh, I did, to be honest, I didn't mind at all. I mean, fair, you know, fair enough. I didn't mind, but it was it was also amusing to sort of like like what is making this guy laugh? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, honestly, it would like cut to a new shot of um, Ryan Gosling's face looking pensive, and the guy would be like, <laughs> yeah. Seriously, I don't know. Maybe, maybe like he he was like uh, the guy who taught the DOP or something, and he's like, yeah, that's that's really good framing, yeah. <laughs> but I don't I don't think so. He didn't look that old. He just he just really enjoyed really enjoyed the composition of Blade Runner twenty forty eight. That's the problem with any numbers in movie names, isn't it? I can't remember Blade Runner twenty forty two. Twenty forty eight, wasn't it? Blade Runner 2000. <laughs> 2001. <laughs> um, so do you have anything else to say about the menu? It's a shame you didn't ask me a couple of months ago because I had loads to say about it. Most of it's escaped my memory. Oh, well, don't worry. Uh, no, but I did have quite a lot. I, uh, I think I, I think we'd just done uh, The Pest a couple of days prior to me seeing that movie. And I was like, oh, this would be great. Um, but most of it is, yeah. It's kind of fucked off. It's not something I'm going to see anytime uh, soon ever again. It interesting. It was. It was nice to go to the cinema again. I've been in ages, but kind of a movie that. So now, now at some point, you're going to serve Ralph Fiennes. Take the opportunity to kill him for wasting your time <laughs> in your one day off. Which was, it was nice to go to the cinema. It was a shame I saw the fucking menu though. It was terrible. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really get, like that. It was just a cult. Mm. I, the way it was was played and um i know that being a chef is tough and shit but these also they weren't like fast food workers they in terms of you know chefing they weren't the most mistreated people mm. those people there you know and like the guy who shoots himself because he'll never make it or whatever like i, I don't know can you is it possible we're taking this too seriously like it's just food well yeah that's the other reason i'm on the back foot i don't not fully in touch with like the intentions of the movie i just know how i kind of react to those kind of people having worked with so many of them now which um, kind of people chefs there are some that right. you know take it very oh, your very, kind of people very seriously and i just don't have any patience for it because uh, i try to get into it um i do it because it's the best paying job i've had um but in terms of passion for this stuff i i you have to take it with a pinch of salt. I mean, sometimes stuff tastes good, but the extent people go and kill themselves for it, it's really not that. And when you come, you come across these people and the ego that they have is just fucking through the roof. Um, and every time I see people like that, I'm reminded that I spent a lot of money a few, good few years ago now going to New York to uh, go to what at the time was considered the best restaurant uh, in the world, which is 11 Madison Park. Have that. Ooh. Oh yeah, you're going to tell us about the gin again, aren't you? No, no, no. Well, I already told you about it. Yeah, just one, after all that money, um, I just I, 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 I <laughs> go on, go on, go on, take your time. Well, I think I've you already told the story. Really... Uh, so, story so Damien was going out with another chef who was, I guess, is an actual, unlike you, Damien. No offense. No, a no career no. chef. Career chef, absolutely. Yep. Whereas you're just waiting to die, aren't you? Yes, absolutely. I'm <laughs> waiting to get out of it. I tell you what, Damien, it's okay. I've got a plan. I'm going to win the lottery, and then I'm going to build a shed. You're going to come over. We're going to say that, oh, you're the only person that can mow my grass. Yeah, and I'll pay, you know, I'll pay you. 
and you'll live in the shed. Fair enough. And that'll be the rest of your life. Will there be a grill? Because that'll be a deal breaker. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. No. Is, yeah, I mean, if you don't want to grill, there won't be a grill. You, we could build a pizza oven. <laughs> Fuck's sakes. No more cooking, please. So anyway, you went to this really nice restaurant with your, you know, very into food girlfriend. And you, I guess you were very into food at the time. No, I was, I was willing to kind of give it a go. No! Yeah. Well, yeah, even at that point. I mean, I've, I've done it loads. I like learning the but skills you, and what have you. You dropped a ton of money on it if you weren't into it. Yeah, no, but it was it was, it was was for her birthday. Uh, it, was a, it was a holiday for the two of us, but this was something that she really, really wanted to do. Um, I thought I'd be a really, really good boyfriend for a change. <laughs> so I arranged that for her on her birthday. Um, but despite all of that... Uh, birthday. Birthday. Um <laughs> Yeah, it was very, it was, you know, an exquisite meal, eight courses or whatever. And they give you the spiel with every dish, like they, you know, that you see in the menu and what have you. They do all that, the theatre and what have you. I couldn't tell you what I fucking ate that uh, that evening. All I can remember was um, the next morning taking a shit, t- t- turning around looking. It was a turd like any other, really, for all that all that fucking money. <laughs> well, I, yeah, what did you want it to be? Like another meal? I wanted it to meal. be a solid gold turd is what I expected. That cost me like nine hundred dollars. That was a nine hundred dollars. At least have gold flakes in there that you can, you know, if you <laughs> want to go to the trouble, potentially extract. But that's you know that's been my like outlook whenever I see these like super ego chefs. And it's like you don't make food in my head. You just make pre shit. All right. Um, or these people that like treat it like it's art, um, and it's like it's not. It's not that at all. All right. There's art. Is, I'm pretty sure it's like designed to make you feel all kinds of things with, uh, that relate to the human experience. Sometimes it's sad, confusion, fear, panic, joy, whatever. Food is only designed to give you one thing. Pleasure, really. And anything that's designed solely to give you pleasure is not an art. It's a vice. So don't fucking act like this. <laughs> okay. That's an interesting take on it. I don't think I've ever thought of it like that before. Oh yeah, no. I've seen people yeah. think that they, you know, that they're coming of Jesus Christ. It's like, dude, seriously, pack it in. Yeah, I mean, I guess my approach to food—is this even worth fucking talking about? I guess that could be the name of the podcast. <laughs> huh. I've, you've got to remind me before we finish as well that I've got to tell you my story, my homeless person story, this week. But that George's homeless person story of the week. Oh, I hope I'm homeless. Oh, I'm homeless too. I hope I'm homeless. Yeah, I don't know why else. <laughs> Next week on. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know, different ac- what, what's a different accent so they don't all sound northern. Um, <laughs> uh, can I do a Cockney accent? Can you do a Brummy accent? Liverpudlian. Brummy accent. Well, Liverpudlian's northern, isn't it? I can, I can Yeah, but well, we always do Yorkshire. Accent. I hope I'm homeless. <laughs> If you didn't know, <laughs> yep, I'm homeless. Hey, oh, I'm fucking homeless <laughs> and quite aggressive, sir. You will not be having my pennies today. Um, so before we get into the homeless thing, what was I saying? Something about something else? I'm so sorry, man. I've forgotten. A film or something? <laughs> fucking hell. Uh, I guess my approach to food. Oh, is... yes. yeah. There we go. I've never had like a really expensive meal like you have. Uh, but I definitely have meals that uh, were, yeah, definitely expensive. Like, I don't know, a couple of hundred bucks maybe mm-hmm. for w- once for my birthday. And um, I probably bought like a really big steak with that. 
And it, yeah, just I don't really think it's worth it. I suppose it depends on how much money you have, but I think if I had loads and loads of money, I wouldn't really go out to big fancy restaurants even then. It's kind of like the the extra mile just isn't worth it. I'd rather go to somewhere that's kind of like a Martin from Fraser esque restaurant. Yeah. Where they timber mill. You know. Yeah, I'd rather go to Yats. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was uh, what was Yats? It was basically like Cajun, Cajun food served on plastic plates. It was great. Yeah, that's another thing that I always kind of put in mind when I tell people that story about Eleven Madison Park. It's like I remember that meal. Um, perfectly because Lord knows when we went there we were starving but I would just it was one of the tastiest things I've ever had I'd love the yeah, fact it was that great. It, it, there was like a one-armed dude and a trucker cap and dungarees that just served me this food on a paper plate and I fucking scarfed it down and that for me is just, it was a much more memorable and powerful experience yeah. and that cost like four dollars yeah and it was really good I think one of them closed down during the um during COVID but um the guy who owned it would also occasionally be there waiting tables. And he knew, you could tell, like, he knew everyone who worked there. And it looked like a good place to work. And, um, yeah, I'd much rather go there than, like, a fucking... Not even just a snooty restaurant, an expensive restaurant. Mm. So, yeah, I'm still G-Rod from the block. <laughs> G-Rod. I used to have a little... G- I said G-Rod, but G-Rock. G-Rock, baby! Uh, well, I was going to say, what would your rapper name be? But we already know, don't we? Ketchup. T-bags. <laughs> T-bags. <laughs> Bin bags. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so... It's time for the yeah. homeless person story of the week. <coughs> we should do a jingle for it. Can you, can you think of one? <laughs> no, all I'm going to do is... I'm going to do Parkinson every time. <laughs> People homeless... They don't have anywhere to go. It's a bad situation. They shouldn't be homeless, but they are. So what you gonna do? It's George's homeless person story of the week. Uh, so I was waiting outside of the, the supermarket the other day, and, uh, and there he was. <laughs> there he was. Mr. Next week. <laughs> Spotted. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks very much. Yeah. <laughs> there he was. <laughs> it's always a man. <laughs> it's always, there he was. Yeah. It's always the same homeless man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Come on. You're going to have to power through. <laughs> there he was. Compo from Last of the Summer Wine. Um, and. <laughs> He came up to me, and he, he saw I was waiting there. He came up to me, and I was like, hello. And obviously, he saw that and made eye contact. He obviously was just, like, milling around. Like, he'd spent, that's how he was spending his day, was mm-hmm. in the parking lot, right? And he came up to me, and he said, uh, you're right, do you have any money? And I said, I'm sorry, I don't have any money. I, uh, I don't have anything. I don't, I don't have, have any money. Keys. I do I'm... YouTube for a living. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any money. And then he was like, well, you know, there's an ATM over there. And I, don't have, I don't have my credit cards or anything. I'm literally waiting for my wife to come out, who I will then, like, whisk away as soon as she gets here. He was like, no, the credit card, no. Um, if, I had, if I had some cash money, I would have given it to him. But anyway, I said, oh, sorry, I, you know, I just don't. And then uh, it sort of stood sort of 
respectfully, quietly, sort of, you know, nodded at him. And he said, oh, well, what are you doing? And I said, I'm waiting. And I said, okay, <laughs> this is great because I can have a conversation with you. You know, if you're waiting, you can just go to the cash point <laughs> if you have to kill time. No, I was intrigued, Damien. And uh, anyway, you know, obviously the way that this always goes down when anyone like this approaches you and starts talking to you because they know that you've got 10 minutes and you're kind of at least a bit receptive. The way it always goes down is they always stand perpendicular to you. Or is it parallel to you? You know, so sort of shoulder to shoulder. So he's sort of... Okay. I'm, I've got the store behind me. I'm looking over the parking lot. And then he sort of stands next to me. So like we're both like surveying our land here. Uh, all the merriment of the parking lot, like the the lady changing the fucking diaper over there and the glass over there. And there's a moment of silence. And he's looking at the parking lot. And he says, if there were a revolution or a reformation or something like that in America where Washington, D.C. couldn't be the capital city anymore and you had to decide where the next capital city would be, where do you think it should be? <laughs> and, like, there was, like, a second of silence, and uh, I could tell that he... I could tell that he knew that I had heard him. Uh, but he was just sort of, like, l like looking dead ahead, like, this was the most serious question of the world. And I said, like, well, I don't know. I mean, maybe New York? And he's like, no, no, not New York. No, no, no. It needs to be central. It needs to be in the centre. And I was like, okay, what, like, where? And he went, well, you know, Kentucky's in the centre. It's not in the centre. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, anyway, that was kind of it. And then there wasn't, it didn't really go anywhere. But I wanted to know, Damien, if you had to relocate the American capital city, uh, no, wor no worries about cost or anything. Don't worry about that. Where would you put it? I would, it would make sense. That. To you, I, I, I think it should you, be. You'd have no capital. You'd no, no, like no, that, no, no. I think it should be a floating nation. city, right? That can travel. Motherfucker, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> okay, good. A floating city, right? I was going to say that mine wouldn't be floating. Mine would just be dangling, attached from the moon on a big chain. Because <laughs> it'd actually go all over the world. I think that's how the moon works. No, fuck it. We could boomf. We could capture the moon, anchor the moon. Oh yeah, but it's, it's, the not middle. That, it's not actually that far up because no, we, we don't listen it's to just those round earthers, all right? It's only it's only like a couple of miles up. Twenty-seven miles, a yeah. couple of miles, yeah, French miles. <laughs> those are the um, smaller miles, right? Because they're French. They should be bigger. <laughs> yeah, where would you put it? So you'd have a floating floating city, would you? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then we can steer it wherever the greatest uh civil unrest is we just you know pilot it in the opposite direction from that probably end up over the atlantic uh, more often than not well if you i mean how would you have it floating like with big like turbine props yeah absolutely i mean maybe well, uh, i mean it not be more be efficient like a... to have like it on spider legs well, and then like then. instead That's of crawling instead of going instead well no it's... spiders don't crawl it's not floating it's not a flying city anymore i want to see like no, but spiders don't crawl, balloons. do they? Oh, so you'd have to put it on balloons. Yeah. Well, how are you going to direct where it goes then? I don't know. Like, blow really hard. Everyone, like, stands on one <laughs> edge of the city and so does their bit. So it goes, like, five miles an hour. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I, I stand by the... 
uh, like arachnid legs coming out of it. Because you just watch Wild Wild toward... West, haven't you? <laughs> no, then it could go toward the civil unrest, and no, just teabag it. More, more, fu- <laughs> more future armor, yeah. It could just teabag it. It could just, yeah. It could just be like. I suppose you could do that with a floating city. You could just float over the civil unrest and then be like, boof. We're no longer floating, bastards. <laughs> All right, we're done. Get the bike bike pumps out. <laughs> we're on the move. Yeah, I need I need ballast. I need ballast now. Um, so yeah, a Zeppelin city. That's what we're saying. Um, you, you're not convinced then that like, you could have like a, what about a capital city that was on a big train? Like that's doable. So like a sort of snow piercer type thing, but just a sort of circuit of the US maybe? Or yeah, the leading politicians are just on a train and never allowed to get off? No, well, I mean, you, you could have like bedding on the train and stuff. I mean, it would have to be a very big train. You could have all the different sort of, uh, chambers of uh, Congress and the Senate and, you know, the different rooms for having your powwows about shit. Um, Just shit, though. <laughs> shit, only shit. It's the toilet but, room. But you could sell it to the public by, by being like, all of the Congress people, all of the senators, every politician, all of their staffers are all going to go zero emissions, totally green. Now Congress comes to you. And then instead of, like, people flying in, it'll be just, like, Congress people waiting... You know, at Utica Station, boop, boop, Congress comes in. Right, get on board. All right, next stop, Scotland. Whatever. <laughs> I guess it, you could broaden it by having it serve other locations. Transatlantic journey would fair, but I'm prepared to see how Scotland, it Canada, Damien, God. <laughs> All right, we're going to the Yukon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you think? I feel like this conversation is best reserved for your homeless friend. I mean, you might have to like float this to him next time you see him. <laughs> yeah, I kind of stopped listening to him after he said Kansas City. <laughs> oh, so he gave you alternatives. It's like oh, he, it's a multiple choice. Quite a bit. <laughs> Basically, every kind of major city uh, in America is Kansas City um, major. I don't know. I'm sure it's the biggest city in Kansas. <laughs> uh, well, I guess we've reached the end, have we? <laughs> We have indeed. <laughs> uh, well, great. Uh, thanks very much, everyone, for listening. Do keep the fan, the fan, do keep the fan art coming in. Uh, if you fancy drawing some fan art, as long as it's not, you know, utterly obscene, <laughs> you know, as long as it doesn't break the YouTube rules, I'll put it up. Uh, obviously, it can be about anything. You know, it doesn't have to be me and Damien. It can be about anything you want that we've mentioned. It doesn't even have to be about that. I send want to see a representation of no, my actually. father. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Actually, don't send me random shit. I don't want to see pictures of Sonic. Um, <laughs> is that, is that yeah. common? <laughs> that, that is a judgment. Is it common? <laughs> um... I mean, Sonic, well, I guess... I mean, by saying it now, you've definitely opened the floodgates if you've <laughs> yeah, never I seen know. the Sonic picture. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I guess this is the time to put in a Sonic request, isn't it, Damien? What are you thinking? Uh, I don't know. Um, I keep thinking of uh, uh, Frasier and Peanut. I will leave it to the, uh, the collective creativity of, uh, of the community. They're going to come up with something <laughs> better than I possibly can. Yeah, thanks for that. Okay, brilliant. Um, all right, yes, yeah, so I might have to open that folder right now. Uh, thanks very much. Thanks very much for listening, everybody. Cheerio. Ta-da.